Hey, this is Scott Hartnell, and you're listening to Music City Gold on Penalty Box Radio. back everybody to music city gold hosted by penalty box radio i'm kyle your host with me as always is daniel and matt hello hey guys guys this is our last episode of 2017 i don't know how i feel about that it went by pretty quick actually felt like it just turned the corner and we were at playoff hockey but here we are at the end of the year almost a third of the way through the season so and the pros are sitting pretty yes but before we, we get into it how was your weekend not too bad. It was pretty crazy. Um, we had uh, some fun times at the Vegas game, despite our team looking terrible. Um, then we had some craziness with uh, some youth activities, and we stayed up all night and did more Christmas shopping and decorations and all the fun Christmas things that you can do just to stay busy on the weekend and not sleep. Yeah. After the Vegas game, I went to the same thing you did, and it was... I left early. Sorry. Yeah. You, you guys did, were chilling. You did not stay the course. I was like, four o'clock? I'm done. I'm too old for this. I think I went to bed at 7.30 a.m. after the game. Yeah, you talk about a fun night after the Vegas game. So, 7.30 a.m., woke up at like 11.30. That's terrible. Because I had family coming in, so it's it's just part of it. You don't get any sleep around Christmas you, time, apparently. Aren't you planning on doing that with a Star Wars movie oh, coming yes. up, too? <sighs> Star Wars, baby. Aren't you doing like a baby. big all-night midnight showing or something yeah. like that? Yeah, so Thursday. I have two more work days. I'm counting it down in work days because I have to get through two more shifts. Yeah. Thursday after work, I'm going to come home and go to sleep for like four or five hours. Now, Kyle, I'm hoping you can join me still. I'm hoping I can. So you need to let me know quick. Well, I sleep for four hours, get up, maybe go to Nashville, get some grub at the pharmacy or maybe ramen. Mm, maybe. We'll pharmacy, see. if you got to choose pharmacy. Oh, God, Kyle. I don't know what is it with you not liking ramen. Anyway. Not a ramen fan. Ramen does not compare to a burger. Have you had authentic Japanese ramen? Still Have doesn't you compare. Had authentic burger? <laughs> oh, well, I didn't know there was a phony one. Have you had a burger from the pharmacy? Yes, of course I have. The farm burger. I have not because remember last time we went, yes. I got in a wreck. Yes. And Matt's so, yet to taste the glory of yeah. the pharmacy. We're you gonna, need to go. I'm going to drive him amazing. to the pharmacy so he doesn't wreck yeah, next time in that'd Nashville. Be great. Anyway, we're going to grab some grub and then hit up Star Wars The Last Jedi like at midnight, probably crawl in back at four in the morning just to get up for my shift at six. So, uh, nope. If I get to go, <laughs> nope. He's I'm going up. straight to work afterwards. I'm Might just going to sleep in. I've got a little couch chair. <laughs> well, say a comfy padded chair next to my actual work chair and people sleep in it all the time. And I'm going to go sleep in that for a couple hours. Well, at least you got it, got it all planned out. But if I get stuck patching service for work, then more than likely I can't come. You're going to miss the IMAX experience. And I'm so mad about it too. Because I was on vacation last week and I get back and they're like, oh yeah, we held off until you got back. <laughs> the Thanks whole, guys. The whole company's burning down. All the servers are down. But, but Matt, you're quiet. What'd you do this weekend? 
That is a good question. <laughs> he's he's trying to figure out what he did. This I think weekend. I have been working so hard lately. I think that's all I did. I think I worked this weekend. You mean you actually had to work after texting us multiple times that <laughs> I'm so busy <laughs> at work. I've been watching Netflix all day. Uh, yeah. He finally got into a busy streak or a busy spell. I think the other day he said, "Man, I had to work eight hours a day, and I hated it." Yeah. <laughs> it was I know, the worst. Right? Everybody's getting those end of the year surgeries in before uh, the end of the December, so I'm actually having to put in some good hours now well hopefully you know people won't have surgeries come 2018 and you can get back to watching hockey that's right (laughs) and listen to hockey podcasts that's right well let's get into the games guys so december stats so far we are two games into the december schedule as of this recording the preds right now are at 18 7 and 4 for the season which equals 40 points they are third in the Central, fourth in the Western Conference, sixth in the league overall, a 11-goal differential, which puts us, um, when you tally everything together, we're a point behind the Jets and we're four points behind the Blues, which somehow snapped their losing skid and came back and started dominating again. I mean, the Central is going to be tied all year, as we've been talking about, but it's crazy to think we're sixth in the league right now and we're third in the Central. <laughs> and weren't you just... We were first, first in the Western Conference. But we have had several days off. We were playing like games back to back to back almost to get caught up essentially with games played because we were behind. But now I think every team has played two or three games further than us. Am I correct in that? You are. Our so. current um, home record, too, is pretty impressive. In Smashville, we are currently 11 2 and 2. Our road record awesome. needs work, though. Our road record's yeah. only 7 5 and 2. So. I mean, you can hey, expect that, uh, but. But right. we're over 500 on the road. Yeah. But the home record is, of course, much more impressive. And one thing I like hearing players and coaches who visit Smashville, first thing they say is that this is a very tough building to play in. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the crowd, they they really boost the team. You could tell that in the Vegas game when we just sucked, to be quite honest. Yep. And it got to 2-0 to zero after that um, crazy tip pass to Neal. Kind of fluky. Really, I mean, just kind of blocked the shot and it came to him. It got a little quiet right after the goal, but man, I tell you what, Nashville crowd has just a way of sensing that their team needs a little pick-me-up. And man, they started going crazy. I think it was the first TV timeout afterwards. Everyone stood up, as usual, felt like the playoffs again. Uh, During the TV timeout, what do you know, probably two, three minutes later, we got our first goal, crowd's right back in it, the boys looked actually good at the end of the second so um that was a rough game but oh by the way we also have played 29 games the blues and winnipeg have played 31 so so we've got two games that, in make, that makes sense so. i do like the smashville uh standing o that's something that's unique that i've not seen anywhere else i've been well um kyle you did go to dallas so i did and we'll <laughs> talk about, a- we'll talk about that later because it kind of goes hand in hand with the trip to dallas the mausoleum that's really what it should call it. It should be called the Mausoleum of the American Airlines Center. That is someone else's words on Twitter from Dallas, not ours. I just want to put so, that out. So, let's get into the games. All right. So, our first full game since we last recorded was on November 30th when Vancouver came to Nashville. And guys, I don't know why every time Vancouver comes to town, I always get a sense of dread playing them. Because I feel like if we're going to mess any game up, it's always going to be a Canucks game. And we somehow do it all the time. Last season... It took us the third period for one of their games to even get on the board. And I came back and won a shootout game. That was that game, Dan, where you said the guy was on the glass 
about to tear the plexiglass out. Yeah, I mean, my man in front of me was literally hanging from the glass. Oh, I wow. thought he was about to get ejected from the arena, but Connects players were like looking around like, man, this place is about to crumble because the crowd got hostile real quick. Yep, but was not the case on this game. So I thought this was a pretty weak game overall from the team. Oh, it, yeah. It would just look terrible. There was no goals in the first from either team. And ironically, Nashville, I think, just has this gift that if you're close to like a milestone in your career, we're like, come to Nashville. We'll be sure you get your career milestone. What uh, milestone was that? Sedin got his 1,000th point. Oh, yeah, that was that game. I forgot about that. Yeah, that game. <laughs> that was against you guys, yeah. I also, Every time. I also want to point out, though, in the third, we actually looked halfway decent, but we hit the post four times in like two minutes yeah it was terrible it was painful to watch i mean there was one sequence we hit the post ding it cycled back around 15 seconds later ding again and you're like like i I mean yeah you knew you were what are you gonna do what are you gonna do at that point it's just you weren't catching any of the breaks terrible puck luck i thought it was a decent game but hey give them some credit they did play good they put up five goals one of the one of great goal was uh, their attacker oh shot it gosh. through Yossi's legs. Yeah, oh, and he it like made total screen. And you mean Bosier? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was insane, insane. I will say though, Bosier is fast. Watching him play, the fact that he got he had a two goal night and an assist out of that kid is fast, and he's one of their youngest players on the team. The analysts were talking afterwards that usually they rely on the Sedin twins really heavily for a lot uh, of their yeah. scoring. And the fact that he's up there now and he's showing that he can actually go with them and probably end up surpassing them eventually is making their future look kind of bright because that's always been one of those teams where it's like they've got the team. But it's kind of like they're Fairweather fans. You don't really hear people talking about the Canucks very often. Yeah, it's because, well, after Roberto Longo left, all their components that people that draw attention to them is the Sedin twins. And that's all pretty much they have left. But they have been playing good lately. If I if I was to ask you where do you think they sat in the NHL and standings, where would you think? Off the top of my head, since the last time I've watched them play I since say 14th. Uh, the 30th, I'd say they're probably... 14th or 12th. 18th. They are... They're not in the bottom 10, so that makes them... So... Third, uh, 20th. 20th. Oh, close. So I would have expected them to be in the bottom 10. I'm surprised that they're actually that high. But when you look at them on the ice, hey, they're actually doing pretty good considering that the Sedin Twins are very aging and and all that. I mean, they're pretty much synonymous with Canucks. You think Sedin Twins, you think Canucks. So I will say that Forsberg set a franchise record on this game with a power play goal in 12 consecutive home games. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. He's been very hot and fortunate for us because I think that factor plus some of the tourist effect <laughs> that we are affectionately calling this, it's really lifted us this streak well you're talking about the streak we're having i will also add i did see a Sportnet stat come out today it said the preds have an nhl high 73 points from their defensemen this season yeah while they Shocker. while their 20 goals from defensemen rank second in the nhl mm-hmm. without ellis yes without, without ellis. ellis when ellis comes up hold on we have ellis out we have johansson out now on the ir which we'll talk about a little bit later and scott hartnell but it looks like scott hartnell will be returning soon um, Ellis has been rehabbing fairly well, and they said uh, Johansson's um, uh, IR is only short term. So, to be honest, 
it's going to be awesome once we get everybody back, man. Oh, definitely. And net front presence with Scott yeah, Hartnell. It's, it's really like we haven't even seen all the pieces together yet, so. Which is surprising for how well we've been doing. Yeah. And other so. people have said it's going to be scary when Nashville gets everybody healthy. It They're seems, going to steamroll through the league. I know we've been talking about this, it seems like, for months with injuries, but it's still going on, and it's still true. We're still doing good and haven't seen all the pieces yet. That's I'm, It's still exciting in hockey here for hey, Nashville. By the way, how's your wings doing? <laughs> no. Yeah. What did I say last time? They were like third in the division what or something. It, what it was, he was like, oh, yeah, we'll continue that trend. <laughs> I don't know if I was going to go that far, but I thought really? I'd, I thought, oh, let's, let's go archive that I one. I thought <laughs> I would highlight it because I figured they're definitely going to be trending <laughs> downward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trending downward is a. Is hey, how'd you feel about Montreal dropping 10 on them? Oh, oh that was man. brutal. Brutal. And it was funny because they did the same thing. Detroit dropped like 11 goals on Montreal. It had to be. Years ago, like in the 70s or something, there's a picture of it. It was like the same day, wasn't it? Yeah, same exact day, like 20 years ago or something, and a fan was had a, had a sign of that in the audience, and it was so How ironic, ironic that yeah. Montreal did the same thing back to them. So, uh, Yeah, you're, you're 27th in the league right now. You've played 30 games, and you have 28 points. Thanks for With that. With a minus update. 18 goal differential. Ten of that, though, or nine of it was just from the Montreal game. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that's terrible. <laughs> Okay, let's get to the next game we've got here. So, we had a Western Conference rematch with our old foe, and I'd say probably our biggest rivalry, even more than Chicago, the Anaheim Ducks. Dude, that game was physical. I think physical Corey was an Perry, understatement. They're the definition My of physical, God. yeah. I, I don't like, you know, ragging on certain players, but Corey Perry's up there as far as just being... Trash. Trash. Oh. <laughs> He is. Oh, shut up, Matt! You just all right. Let me ask you this question. Sidebar: I don't care. Is he who's your most hated player in the NHL? Corey Perry, without question. Well, old Brad in in Boston, he's up there. Brad Marchand. I tell you what, if I got a stick poke check to the groin, he'd be gone. I would cleave his neck off. I would be out for ten games, maybe twenty. And I would take the fine, but if you cleave his neck off, you might be one for murder. That, that cat would be coming with me if he groin checked me. So that's your answer, probably. Yeah, that's my answer too. Yeah. Brad Marchand, no Dude, doubt. No, uh, man, I couldn't deal with that. But I can, I can certainly see how you'd say Corey Perry. Corey too. Perry's getting up there. I mean, in the playoffs when he was doing all that stuff to uh, which goalie was that in the playoffs last year where he was just jabbing like right up his. I don't remember which groin. one it was. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I can't deal with that. That's one area. That if you go there as a player, you're just asking for it. And Brad, he's asking for it. One day, some somebody's going to snap on him one day. But So I will say, before the game even started, we had a very cute moment because Arvey got an assist with a proposal. Oh, God. Did you yeah, see this, man? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> this but is the- it was odd because the guy was wearing a Forsberg jersey. <laughs> Arvey was her favorite player. Oh, well, he should be wearing an Arvey jersey. Well, it's in the assist, and it's the Jofa line. Uh, hey, oh, got him! No, it's not a stretch. <laughs> he, he's Forsberg. Yeah, Harvey with the assist. What I like though, you had PK in the back. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. As he walks on, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I, I will admit that was pretty creative. Like most people, just do it in the stands or in the lobby or whatever. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a player get involved with it before a game. So. So a couple of fun facts on the game. McLeod got the start because, you know, it's Anaheim. Needed. It was very much needed. <laughs> However, it's his time to shine. <laughs> However, he didn't shine very much. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, some of the fights in the games didn't involve Cody at all. Nope. It was a scoreless first period. 
Second period got us on the board. Fiala, Citizens and Turris, got us a power play goal. So Shocker. I know, right? <laughs> then the, Anaheim gets one. Uh, guess who got that goal? Don't just Corey Perry. I, I know. I'm shaking my head. Just and then Adam Henrique, I believe, got his first point as a devil, as a duck because he was previously a devil. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you know? First time goal scorer <laughs> against the Preds, career milestone. Then my personal favorite was um, Anaheim, of course, as a player named Fowler. Cam Fowler got them on the board in the third. It's only fitting he and plays for the Ducks. Then here's the fun one. So Yarncroke is on the power play. Pucks down behind the goal line. It's bumped up to him from RV. I'm sorry, Forsberg, who flips it past uh, their goalie. While he's celebrating, Nick Ritchie decides he wants to take his head off. Oh, my God. Like, straight up took him out and started pounding on his face because uh, he had skated around, Fiala had skated around into the slot, and when he came up, Richie had his stick out, and he hit it, and it went flying. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, you got to hold on to your stick a little stronger than that because, I-, I mean, if you're just dangling it out there, you're just asking yeah, And somebody for hits it and it goes out of your hand, well, first rule of hockey, Dude, keep holding Richie your stick. Richie was mad, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I – Really thought he deserved a miscon or a game misconduct because yeah he it was very suspension. malicious because I mean like literally Fiala had his hands up wasn't even looking and he gets hit in the face on the side he's on the ground on top of him and then the game got a little out of hand with more fights after that and I thought the refs had a chance right there and to just nip it but they didn't so what makes you wonder on the refs and they see the physicality going up at what point they go okay we need to stop before somebody actually gets hurt i mean when would you stop it good question i don't know i mean do you wait until like nick ritchie you know basically takes yarn kirk's head off fiala i'm sorry yeah fiala so yeah it's it's one of those uh, watching it live too boy it was rough Uh, i mean especially right after a goal score like it would have been different maybe if Fiala would have been looking, but after he had scored the goal, he's like celebrating. Like he's already looking at his teammates and it was kind of like from the yeah. side and uh, it was rough. But once again, it's the ducks. You got to expect that crap. Like, I mean, and, unfortunately, unfortunately uh, he had some teammates to come, you know, jump on top of Richie and help. But Turris was first on the scene, which I love that Turris is getting involved like right off the bat. Like, He's chippy. He's sticking up for his teammates. He hasn't even played with them, you know, 10, 10 to 13 games at this point. Well, I'll start calling him Turris the Turrent. So, um, if he starts fighting. Nope, Kyle. Nope. I we will stick. not. Mm-hmm. I will. Nope. If he keeps fighting, I'm going to call him Mr. T because he's got that Mr. gold T. chain around him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, so uh, Fiala's power play uh, tally now made it 13 games or that we had a power play. Mm-hmm. God, it's impressive. It was very impressive. And that streak would not um, be. Would not continue the next game because Boston came to town. This is Matt's favorite player, Brad Marchand, came in. Hey, he's a great player, though. He's a great player, but dirtiest player, yeah. but great player. <laughs> and I will say the Anaheim game before we move on is where uh, Joey did get injured because he had a very awkward hit, kind of a collision with Fiala, and it went off the ice. And then it was like, okay, that sucks. But what was cool about it was is that meant the Joe line broke up, but the Fiala Terry Smith line now became our first line. The surf line. As it's like it. a it's like a boy band. They broke up. They get back together. I know, right? They do it constantly because you know Johansson's been injured. But at the same time, that first line step or the second line stepped up to a first line, 
And it didn't even look like we were down a first line because, oh, not at all. holy smoke, here comes Production City. We were still cranking out three points a game on average. I mean, it's it's insane. But it was interesting, that Boston game, Arby got moved down to the second line with Benino and Sissons. And then Forsberg, I've never seen him play on the third line, but he yet he was on the third line that game with Jarn Krogan-Auberg. So that was interesting. And then, of course, McLeod, ironically, gets set, which I was like, if you're going to keep him from Anaheim, you need to kind of keep them for Boston because they're kind of like the Eastern version of Anaheim. They're just as rough, but he brings out Salty, which didn't help. And I will say that was one of the, pre- not the Preds, but it was the Boston dad trip. So that was always a fun game. But Weber finally got off injured reserve and came to play. So he knocked uh, Potato out. And so now we had our third line dream team of Irwin Weber back in. <laughs> I mean, better. It was nice having him back. Though. Oh, it was definitely. I mean, <laughs> At this point, we've had so many injuries, and we just keep rotating players. Like Matt said, it's almost scary how good we've been without very key players. And actually, I just wanted to read this. Uh, the Predators released this today, uh, saying forwards uh, Ryan Johansson and um, Scott Hartnell both skated on the last two practices, and they're expected back really soon. And also Turris, who left Monday after uh, left Monday's practice after yeah. taking a deflected shot to the face was also practicing yeah. Thursday. So yeah, yeah. Kyle's holding his heart because when I heard like, that at work yesterday, I was like, "Oh crap!" No, so it's that's not as serious as as you know people were thinking. But it looks like we are about to have Ryan Scott Hartnell and uh, Turris, uh, which I don't know. They're talking about he might miss one game, but one game is nothing. Yeah, so, we'll take uh, it. Yeah, to have all three of those back, and then you know, I will fangirl super hard if the entire band's back together. And then, well, hold on. Then you have the the return of our favorite defenseman, Ryan Ellis. So he's been the recovering. Of wonder. And they said the original timetable was New Year's, but we'll see because he's been skating a lot here recently. So I think somebody on Twitter made mention. They said it's still likely that it's going to be after New Year's, but just the fact that he's skating early shows that he's maybe just slightly ahead of schedule so he's getting stronger yeah. like i i mean he's not going to be as slow when he comes yeah, into it, put the it way, it'll take him less time to come back up to that level because yeah. he's already getting going on it. i guess my question is what are, these, what are these hockey players made out of compared to like football players and basketball players football players like oh, my pinky's injured i can't play you see basketball players getting carried off the off the court with a cramp yeah <laughs> hockey players like hockey players give, give me a shot with broken ribs or get hit in the face and lose or play teeth with broken hands like back. Neil did last year. Yeah, Neil had that broken fractured, hand, fractured uh, foot for Carlson too. Yeah, Carlson, Carlson had the fractured foot. Neil had the broken hand and then scored the game winner in Anaheim. Yeah, they said that on the bench he was having injections put into his hand so he couldn't feel it. What a beast! I was like, I love this sport. Yeah, screw I mean, football, <laughs> screw baseball, <laughs> screw basketball. Y'all are wimps compared to hockey players. Yeah, for real, it's it's insane. So what do you guys think about the Boston game? Because every time Boston comes to town, I kind of think they're kind of like St. Louis. It's kind of a, meh, let's get through this game. It was a pretty boring game. Not a lot happened, in my opinion. Uh, usually that game is more fighting. There was a lot of end-to-end. Which was surprising because you don't see a lot of end-to-end play with Boston coming to town. I know, I know. It was really weird. It just You were expecting a more Ducks-esque yeah. game, and it was like the opposite. So... I think in that way, I was kind of like, well, I'm, you know, it kind of, I don't know. It just wasn't what I was expecting at all. But that said, good outcome. Oh, definitely. Now, I will say that the Preds were 
back in true fashion because they almost blew a four goal lead. <laughs> yep. yep. I was going to be so again, mad if the they blew pedal. that lead. I was like, come on. You get a goal in the first from Smith, Emelin, Turris. Then he gets you a. I see how you blow past my boy Emelin there. <laughs> Even though we got a goal. Whatever. Good job, Emelin. Good job. Thank you. Thanks. Side note. Pat on the back. <laughs> Why is everyone your boy all of a sudden? Like, hey, you got to stand up for him. Then look at this. The Red Wings are sucking, so now you're actually enjoying the Predators because we actually have fun players and you actually like the players now. Shots fired. All you have on the Red Wings is Zetterberg. <laughs> he doesn't deny False. it. He doesn't deny okay, it. Okay, Howard and Masnick. You show some respect, Kyle. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, the next goal was scored by Smith, Eckholm, and Turris again. Shocker. That line is just producing, man. Second period, Benino, Sissons, and Arby gets one. And then another second period goal from Fiala, Turris, and Smith. That's already three points on the night for him. The surf line, as no, I called it. <laughs> no, it's not. There's a petition to not name that line. Really? I, just, I haven't seen it. I haven't signed it. It's not official yet. It's the surf line. Whatever. Smith, Turris. Jury's still out on that. Fiala. And then, of course, uh, McAvoy gets one for Boston. Bax gets one for Boston. And then Marchand gets one. And I was like, great, there it goes. I was like, oh, four, three, and we're going to have this happen. I'm just going to say right now. I tweeted this, and I still stand by it. Star of the night, Peter Laviolette. He calls that timeout. He could have saved the timeout just yeah. in case, but he calls that timeout right after that third goal to calm them down and to like reorganize them and be like, hey, we got this. You just need to focus and actually attack instead of turtling in. And 20 seconds outside of that timeout, Forsberg comes out of that pile like a man possessed and scores that goal. Does his big leg kick, you know, like, are you not entertained? The crowd's back into it. That was the game. That was oh, the yeah. game. I'm telling like, that was, that took a lot of, you know, courage on Peter's part to just take the time out. Don't waste it or try to save it for later. He knew that right then and there it was time to take it and regroup the boys. And the start of the night was, was the timeout from LaViolette. Well, I will say, even Yossi, after the game, he credited the fans for that goal. He was like, they pretty much willed us to get that goal. Yeah, I mean, it, that place exploded after Forsberg's goal. I mean, they knew. They knew they needed it. They knew that they had to, like, press forward to and not sit back, which has been a big Achilles heel for us in the third. It's just like, we come in, and this is an interesting thing. When we come into the third, up three, four goals, it's very hard for them to be like, pedal to the metal you know what I mean and I could see that even being as a player it's just crazy we've been in the situation where we're up so often that I don't think we're used to going to the third up that much well supposedly the ideology either is you stay on the attack to try to get an insurance goal to score more ahead or you pedal back lay off the offense and and shut down on defense but the trick is you gotta do you have to do one of those two if you're not going to score goals and we were up three we've been up three goals how many times going into the third so you're like do i need another if you're going to not score then you certainly need to shut things down on defense it's just crazy though like i've last year total opposite we would come into the third either tied or behind and we would come back every time where this year we're coming into the third like because uh, our second periods are just mind-boggling. We're scoring like three, four goals in the second period, and it's just, it's crazy. And I will admit, 
some of the games after this, we actually came in the third tied, and we ended up winning those games because we looked better and continued that attack. If this team played attack mode for full 60 minutes, how many goals would we score a game? Six? I mean, it's, it's insane. They almost Six, look seven like, easily. They almost look like they can score at will. I mean, it, it's insane, our offensive production. And I will say our defense will get better over time once, you know, Ellison. When the man, when the man sure. under the mountain comes the back. The bearded dwarf comes back. So, so you guys got more thoughts about this game? No, I'm ready to get to the next two. Those are the interesting ones. Juicy. Nice. All right, so Boston was the first part of a back-to-back on December 4th. So December 5th was the second half of a back-to-back. And I actually was at Dallas for this game live on vacation. I was down in Louisiana visiting my girlfriend, and she got us tickets to the game. So we made the four-hour drive from middle of Louisiana to Dallas. And Matt shaking his head because the day of this trip, we're arguing over text message about why am I, why are we driving this far to go see a game? And was it you said, Matt, the whole 24 hours worth of driving pretty 24 much? 24 hours. Yeah, that's a lot of driving. It wasn't 24 at the same time. Well, but still, 24 <laughs> in a trip. That's a lot. Going to the beach in Florida is like eight, and that's a ton. That's a big trip. Are you saying you wouldn't drive eight hours for hockey? And you're going, what's it? No, you're going 12 hours. I went eight to hours Dallas. to Louisiana, then four hours to Dallas, then four hours back. Got back at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, no. And he didn't eat any of the food in Dallas. That's nope. what I'm saying. That's, I, I would have stayed there. See, I this asked is him the other fault. day. This I is said, his fault. Actually, we did eat in Dallas. I said, well, what did you eat? What did you did you do anything exciting in Dallas and <laughs> other or than, Louisiana? Other than, the hockey game. other than hockey. When we got there, we got there like uh, I think about one o'clock, just because we weren't sure with the traffic and being four hours. We got there and we ate at a place called the Happiest Hour. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> Sounds like a truck stop. I know, right? Or a really what? bad strip joint. What? Oh man, what is this? What is, genre of food is this? It was a sports bar. Oh no, Kyle! You, you gotta go to get Dallas. If you're in Dallas, you gotta Tex-Mex, get a big steak, man. Tex-Mex, no giant the ar- sixty ounce. The cow. arena is nowhere near any of that. It's Just, so oh. like if you go to Nashville, there's restaurants everywhere. You've got Broad Street, I mean Broadway. Everything is there. Dallas, no. The arena's there. There's nothing around it, except little shops that might open up like an hour or two before the game. So we were like, okay, we need to find something to eat. So we just found this place and ate. Came back to the game. And what's really funny is we were kind of like all the three of us having to work on this game at the same time because I'm there live. What were you doing, Matt? Well, I was live tweeting the the game. He was doing play-by-play. Yeah. You yeah, play-by-play, and Daniel's kind of stranded off in dro- no man's land. I was dropping some dank gifts. okay? Let me tell you. I don't know what dank means, but... It's, cool. Anyway, <laughs> Grandpapa Matt over here doesn't even know. Anyway... I was dropping gifts. You were doing play with play, and Kyle was, you know, live at the game. Yep. So uh, she got us ten rows from the ice, which was awesome. And the cool thing was is that I actually brought a sign to the game, and I'll yeah. put the photo of this on the uh, Music City Gold account after the episode drops. That's awesome. Uh, I didn't know what to put on the sign, so I'm texting these guys, and we're trying to figure out. We had some hilarious we did. signs too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Had some great signs, I'm but the pun master. But we finally ended up. The sign said, I drove here for the tourist attractions to make a playoff tourist his oh, name. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. And I will say this. If you ever want to get a puck from your team, don't go to the home game and do it. Go to an away game. Or not ask for a puck. Yes, or don't ask for one. Because the sign did not ask for a puck. It did have the hashtag for the game. I did tag uh, Music City Gold and Penalty Box Radio on the uh, uh, marker did on there. And so I get down there. 
We get in our seats. It's very green. Green is everywhere. Good, good call. And so, um, I think Bridgestone's a bit bigger, but it may just be the way the arena is shaped. Dallas's arena is kind of more spread out, and ours is a bit more narrow and taller. So we get there, and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to go down to the ice. Do you want to go?" And she's like, "No." She's like, "I'm going to stay in my seat." And I'm saying this because I know she's going to listen to this, so she's <laughs> probably going to text me afterward. She's like, "I can't believe you I talked can't about this. You just threw me underneath the yep, bus. Threw her under the bus." So I go down to the ice for about an hour. I'm standing there with my sign against the wall. I meet some people. I met a girl who actually knew Vern Fiddler. So that was cool. I actually meet somebody who actually knew one of the Stars players. So I see the boys come out, see them skate, take photos. I've got my sign, kind of dancing along with the music. And what's funny is you're skating as they're skating around. Yes, I was dancing with the music. You can see they're actually reading the signs as they go around. And I was like, great. I was like, they're reading it, but tourists is not coming over here. That's who I'm wanting to see it. Then Forsberg comes around and just flips a random puck into the crowd. So now all the people are going crazy. And I noticed that I was one of the few people there that had a sign that, that did not say so-and-so's first game or whatever, you know, whatever it is, please can I have a puck. Didn't say that. Then towards the end of warm-ups, Kyle Turris skates around, stops, reads my sign. He's got a puck on the stick and he motions it, do I want the uh, puck? And I emphatically shake my head, yes. And he flipped it over to me and grabbed it and stuck it around my pocket. Awesome. That was definitely, if that was me, that'd be the highlight of the trip for sure. I mean, the player completely acknowledges yeah. you and like your sign is awesome. You're not even asking for one, but I'm giving you one anyways because yeah. he's like, yeah, that's pretty good. But I was just proud of the pun. But yeah, I was the proud puck of the pun would too. Be awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And I'll put a photo of the puck on there too with signs because I'm going to frame that sign. Oh, yeah, now, for the, sure. The, the next puck. goal is to see if I can't get him to sign it. So we're working on that right now. But I will say the highlight of my trip was seeing my girlfriend. And it was her first hockey game to go to. I mean, did good con- one to go to. Did you convert her? She did. She actually told me she wants to come up and watch a Nashville she, game. She needs to go to a real stadium. Because I will say that yeah. that building was quiet. It was so quiet. There was no fan interaction at all. You're used to being in Nashville where the game ops people, Sean Henry and his crew, do a great job of just keeping you fully engaged no matter what. I mean, it, it's totally different. I mean, Nash keeps you engaged. Everything is great. It's loud. It's boisterous. It's a party. I mean, in Dallas, you feel like you're at a funeral. You feel like you're watching the team get you're watching the team get buried on the ice, which uh, is what happened. Well, I mean, oh, burn! We had some hilarious tweets. I mean, Matt was talking about calling the a, fire department. Yeah. We were lighting up t- Twitter last night or that that night for sure. Um, I think we had someone from Dallas even comment and say they were like, "Yeah, it's not like the organization doesn't try to rev up the fans. It's more or less it's just the culture there," and. Uh, Yeah, he called it a mausoleum, which is true, which is pretty harsh. The only interaction I saw was a couple times that the stars went on the power play and the announcer goes, all right, fans, I'll start it. You finish it. Blah, 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 blah. Dallas stars are on that. And the crowd goes power play. And I was like, this is lame. And then they got their ever so formidable goal chant. Dallas stars. It's even worse in person. That's it. Had more energy at a middle school skating rink. Yeah, I know. Right. The one thing I did like is that they would show you stats during intermissions. They would like, you know, they were like, here's stats after two, and they would show you very basic stats, but it was enough to keep you engaged. You're like, oh, this is kind of the way the game's going. And it was cool seeing, tur- uh, not tourists, but Bishop getting chased out of his net. You don't really expect somebody like Ben Bishop to have a bad night, but it's kind of like when he does, it's like Carey Price. If Carey Price can have a bad night, it's going to be a bad night. Yeah. And then There's ben no Bishop, coming there's back. There's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first goal for the Dallas game was scored by 
Fiala, Turris, had the assist with Ekholm for a power play goal. And that was so cool because I'm sitting there with her and I was like, watch. I was like, you're going to freak and it goes to the back of the net. And when that puck hit the back of the net, we're both just like, oh my gosh, yeah. And so we start, you know, we're cheering. Twinkies, gold. Oh yeah. There's tons of Preds fans around there. Uh, and that what makes was, me happy. Too. And what was great was afterwards, our own fans start doing our goalie chant in Dallas. Excellent. <laughs> Way to rub it in. But I didn't do that because I was like, you know, I don't want to be that You want to get mobbed. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get mobbed. <laughs> or if the team would start chanting, let's go Preds, then it was all of a sudden Dallas was like, oh, we got a chant, let's go Stars. I'm not going to lie, though. We should all three go to a road game this year. We should. Go on the road, gold jerseys, and then we can heckle everybody. How fun would that be? Speaking of uh, road games, Kyle, before you get into the stats about that game, did you get any Dallas Stars memorabilia while you were there? A cup. A cup. A cup. That's like it. Like a mug. Like a mug. That came with that, the soda mug that I got. Oh, he got the souvenir mug. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get a jersey or a oh, shirt. That's how man. I commemorate. Anytime I go out of state for another game, I always go get, get a some puck. kind of a... I, I like have a puck. a puck. Yeah, pucks are all right, but I'm thinking a hat, a, a t-shirt, you know, hoodie, something like that to really commemorate it. But oh. at least you got something. And you definitely got the puck. So that, that was probably worth more thing. than... I mean, it was yeah. on ice, too. Yeah. So... You can't you can't blame them for just you know. So who do you think got the second goal in Dallas game? Was Uh-oh. this my? No, this is this is. Come on, Matt. You know this. Was this my friend Cody McLeod? It was. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't remember which goal. The it was, bruiser but, uh... himself. <laughs> and what was great about this goal was that Bishop was out of position. Cody McLeod's like, I'm about to take your piece off the board, Bishop. Yep. And so wow, really, he, Kyle? Yep. And so as checkmate. Ma- so as ma- oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> oh wow, get it, you just get it. Chess reference, okay, master. And so as McLeod hits the puck, Bishop knocked his net off. Smart move, though. But I the mean, ref, but the ref's like, yeah, it's going in. That's a goal. But it was a good move by Bishop. I will give him that. He tried to pull a nice, you know, a clever move, clever master chess player move. But in the end, and seeing Hitchcock in person, it was weird. He looked like a wax figure. <laughs> He's very round. He was very round. Because I'm sitting there. Doesn't he wear big ties too? Like really fat ties. I mean, it matches. You know, goes, the, goes with the goes body. With the, the body, I guess. Wow. But I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. But I will say that uh, Emelin had another assist on that goal. So props to you, Emelin. It's trending mm-hmm. up. Auburn got a goal. <laughs> Ekholm. Can't, can't stop him. And Yarncroak both got power plays. We had three power play goals in that game, which yeah, was fun. That's what I'm talking about. And then on a back-to-back night, I might add. With, yep, with sorrows playing, we looked better in this game than we did the Boston game, to be honest. And I will say, sorrows has had his points of contention this year, but that game, he looked like our future starting goaltender. Because how many shots on goal did they have? Forty-two-ish, something 40. like that. Yeah, they had a lot of shots on goal, and he he did an excellent job. He was very nimble, very fast, left-right mo- motion. Um, and to be honest, I think one of the last goals was off uh, Boteto. Yeah. Um, yeah, off his skate. Off his skate he knew, and he a knew screen. It was him too. So yeah. even that, it should have been five to one, really. And I, I mean, Saros played excellent, and that made me extremely happy to see because if he starts getting in a rhythm, like say, I know this is going to hurt everybody when Pekka moves on in a couple years, which he will have to because he physically won't be able to do it anymore. If Saros starts getting those reps. And gets hot like that, who knows? Matt's shaking his head. We'll see. I'm still not sold on Soros yet. I'm not sold. I'm just saying, though, if he has nights like that, you can see where he could be in 
Yeah, the nights he's been on, he's he has been impressive. He's been like freaky good. So well, I'll say last thought before we go on to the Vegas game was that it looked like for the first time. I even told Chris Mason this on Twitter. It looked like the team was comfortable playing in front of him. Yeah, he looked comfortable in the net, and they actually looked like they were like, "Wow, he can handle his own. We don't have to play extra around him." I believe I said that multiple episodes where I, I felt like Saros played well in a lot of the losses this year, but he, uh, the defense looked terrible, like garbage. And the funny thing is, Peck does bail out our team on a nightly basis for some crazy stuff that happens, and uh, I, you know. It's just nice to see them put it together a complete game in front of Soros. And they even said that in the locker room. They wanted to play a complete game for him because they kind of realized the last time he got he got hosed and it wasn't really their you know, his fault. Yeah. Well, another thing, Kyle, before we move on real quick, uh you were at that Dallas game and did you notice while sitting in the rink, did it happen to get really hot in the rink after the second period? No. Okay. I was just curious because it seemed like all the fans left. Oh, God, you said you had a joke before we started. (laughs) Terrible. They did start leaving after that that last goal. It got bad real quick. It did. I was surprised. I was like, well, traffic's going to be easier to get out of. Oh, I couldn't even make gifts fast enough. I kept having to Photoshop the new faces on there, and it just was like, goal, goal, goal. I'm like, oh, my God, we're just going to wait for the tally of the second period. But uh, that was the end of the blue, uh, not the blues, but the uh, the Stars uh, winning streak. We shut them down. They lost a couple more games, and I think they're finally getting back in the win category. But let's get to the game that we all waited for. It's one of the games you circled on your calendar and this was season the biggest because letdown. yes, it was a letdown. Was Vegas came to town? James Neal, Malcolm Subin, or as NHL dubbed it, the Battle of the Subins. Yeah, it was pretty lame. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, was, it, a, it, it was all right. I see what they did there. I, it was stupid. It was like, <laughs> geez, Kyle, tell me how you really think about that headline. You're just biased because you lost. Not necessarily biased because I lost. No, it was like, I'm honest. This game, I didn't like it. This game was what everybody was looking forward to, and all the NHL cared about was, oh, my God, Subin versus Subin. I was yeah. like, there's a lot more to this story. It's like, but did you see Subin versus Subin? I know that, but <laughs> Subin versus Subin. <laughs> but wait, it was Subin versus Subin, and they didn't even face each other in the shootout. I wanted that so that been awesome. bad. Oh, yeah. Why did they not do that? I was so mad, and I understand it's a defenseman and whatever, but I wanted. We got, got to handles, like the sixth. Score. Well, we got to the sixth round. Yeah. I mean, put him in, coach. Well, lobby <laughs> see a show. Well, lobby said that PK is definitely not one of their shootout people. I'm like, but you're getting six round deep. You might as well go and throw somebody you normally don't. I, yeah, I was about to say six round deep. You're putting in Subban. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's got handles. He can score. Yeah, but I will say the other big story of that night was James Neal came back to us. Yeah, it was weird seeing him in another jersey. I'm not going to lie. It was really weird. But I'll say, I don't matter where you see him, you can recognize that flowing head of hair anywhere when he yeah. skates across the ice. <laughs> you people in your hair. That's <laughs> because <laughs> you don't have any. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but he actually did score a goal against us. And surprisingly, some people cheered. It, I, I couldn't I didn't yell, cheer. you suck. It, it was as soon as he came up on the the pregame, everyone cheered for him. I mean, oh yeah, you knew I'm they were going gonna, to. It, he was such a you know critical key component of our lineup for so many years. You're not going to do that. And it was nice to see the Nashville fans yeah. show the respect. We had a video for him. It was nice. Yeah, and then you he can't boo him on the same night that you have a respect video. For yeah, him. <laughs> I mean that just doesn't work. But even his goal, give granted, he was in the perfect spot. Opposite yes, side, uh, yeah. But it was the craziest deflection to get to him. 
I mean, no one saw it. Oh, gosh, yeah. It happened so fast. Even the whole crowd was kind of like, what? Yeah, I mean, it just it hit off, I think, was it Sissons? It hit off, it hit off of one of, I think it was Sissons. It, it literally <laughs> fell right on Neil's stick. It literally went sideways. Peck went right because it was the puck was coming right. The defense went right, and Neil was just wide open on the back. So credit to him for being in the right spot at the right time. Um, literally puck luck. And it's the real deal. <laughs> the real deal, Neil. But uh, it was nice to see him score or whatever. I mean, they looked slow. I mean, it seemed like the entire night, Dan and I were talking about it, it looked like the team was just a step behind the entire night. Passing was like just an inch off. Yeah, They weren't fielding the puck cleanly. It was weird because you know how, like, if you can field it cleanly, you're still in stride or you're still you still have that natural flow. When stretch passes occurred, it was always there. They were reaching out. They were just, uh, you know, a foot from being able to either tip the puck or gain the puck. Or if they were getting the puck, they had to completely stretch out, and then they kind of lost their stride. And that extra half second to a second, it really is actually critical as far as gaining zone entry and keeping the flow and possession in uh, the cycles, which we had none. I, I don't think we, we actually possessed the puck no. in their zone and cycled at all that night. Our power play, awful. Terrible. We couldn't win face-offs. The last goal to tie the game, we had the lead. We couldn't win a face-off in that last minute to save our lives. Oh, no. We lost every single face-off after icing the puck like four times in a row and missing two empty nets. So it was like, you knew it was going to happen. When it did, it's like, well, crap, there it goes. Yep. Well, you know what else was painful to watch? Or more like to read was the little controversy that got started from the Vegas Twitter account. Being as they're like the new kid on the block, they're trying to be kind of snarky. They made a comment towards the Nashville media, not the team media, but the Nashville media from the local outlets that covered the game. They said that when one of the goals was scored, that the Nashville media stood up, well, not really stood up, but started clapping and cheering, which is a big no-no in the press box and got a lot of people upset. Here's the deal. We're all not credentialed at this table. But the ramifications of posting something like this on a social media platform and, I mean, really Twitter on an account, the Vegas Golden Knights, that has gained a lot of popularity here recently for being the way they are. I personally love their account. They've had some hilarious tweets and back and forth with some teams. This is people's jobs you're talking about. And if they had a problem with it, they should have filed a complaint or not done it in a public manner. They should have submitted it through the organization itself and definitely not posted a tweet. Yeah, if like anything, you're supposed to go through us. the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Yeah. It, it was very uncalled for. Um, you said they had a problem, like it actually happened? The cheering and clapping? They couldn't prove it. They can't prove it, but the thing is, but it, if if you do have or if you do witness something like that, you need to submit it through the organization. You don't need to just throw something out like that on Twitter. I, this is the first. I haven't even considered that it actually happened because some of the other more reputable sources uh I wasn't saying it happened. I'm just saying in general. Like, oh, yeah. you take Nashville out of the equation. Say they're in Detroit, know, Detroit at the Little Caesars Arena, and they see the the – local red wing, red wings writers um talk or you know start clapping they need to file a formal complaint through the organization they don't need to post stuff on twitter yeah because Does they that can, make sense they can like, lose their credentials over that 
Well, they can lose their credentials going through the proper sources, not throwing it out there and specifically um, targeting the media on social media. Yeah, because it wasn't, they didn't say that one person, they was a blanket statement to all of them out there. And they're trying to, they're trying to draw in from all of their fans and draw attention to it to gain like backing when in reality they don't need to do that. There's a committee for that that will review it. It just seemed a little weird and kind of out of place. From what it sounded like, from what I heard on Twitter, I don't know who this secondary group of, you said just writers that weren't credentialed or credentialed through another outlet. No, what it, what it no, is, no, what no, it no. is is the, the team actually credentials you. It's like if you want to go cover the team, and if you don't work for the team, the team has to approve you being there to cover the games. But the understanding is, yes, you might be covering Nashville, but you're not allowed to cheer clap or any sort of celebration was goal you're there to be biased and objective and basically be neutral even if you favor the team you can't let that come out on the press because you're there as a press person right well my point in saying that was that from the reputable sources that who we know like justin bradford and adam vinion and all them said that that was absolutely not the case so that's kind of giving another perspective that do you think that something like that actually happened? Or what the way I took it originally was that they were just saying just to start stuff, just to be funny because that's what their account is. To be honest, I think they were saying it just to start up. I mean, look at their past history with all their other tweets and just, but that that goes back to my point saying you should never post something like that on a social media website when people's jobs are at stake. Yeah. Like, if you actually did have a complaint, you need to file yeah. it through the proper sources. You do not need to post that crap online yeah. for other people to get behind. And then half the people look at, they're like, what, what's the big deal? What big, like, they don't know. And that's the problem because when Vegas throws something out there, people just get a negative light on something and don't even realize that these people could lose their jobs. I mean, and it wasn't even true. Yeah. There was no proof because Vegas came back and later deleted it. Yeah, and then issued an apology But it was later. like Jim Diamond said he had, uh, one of the uh, Nashville media, said that he had filed a complaint with through the, I believe it was the PHWA. Yeah. And talking about that, basically he was like, this is not true, you shouldn't have done this. Kind of those Vegas kind of crossed the line, trying to be funny, snarky, and like Daniel said, a lot of their fans are like, what's the big deal? And it's like, they all came back and said, these teams can pull your credentials for any reason. Yeah, I mean, fans across the You don't the want to give them a reason to pull your credentials. Yeah. I think, so the, kind of there's a couple controversies in it is that, first of all, do you think that actually happened in the writer's booth? Probably not. It was probably just Vegas just trying to be silly and funny. But the second part comes in, is that something that's serious enough to get offended and, and be an uproar about it? As a as a casual fan, like we kind of talked about, it might, you might could lose your credentials for, for acting like that. So... Well, the ramifications of that is if basically, okay, say say the three of us were in that box and say one of us did cheer and it was a proven that we did do it and one of us did it and we get stripped of the credentials, that could affect us going down the road of going, we might want to cover like a Titans game and Titans be like, well, we've heard you did this and it was proven, so how can we trust that you're going to actually be professional in, in why you do this? That can affect further assignments down the road. Right. Yeah, when you start questioning the professionalism of, you know, essentially an entire group of people for a local team. Yeah, I, I Once again, keep it off Twitter. Keep it off social media. It's just, it's not, that's not what that medium's for. If you want to be snarky and have all these hilarious tweets, like they had a hilarious tweet about what we canceled uh, 
uh, canceled Nashville. We canceled Nashville. So did I ABC love that? I love that tweet. Okay, that's hilarious. How about you stick to that? Don't don't meddle and stuff. I hate it well, when when we get political or and or slash cross the line when it cut because sports we it's it's just one of those. It's always been like a fine line of oh well you can use sports for other things and there's another platform. Well, it's a hockey account. You do hockey. You do your snarky memes, and if you need uh, to file a complaint, don't do it online. Well, it really just boiled down to, like you said, they're a funny account. And I think it was even Justin or somebody said they even you know follow the account. It's pretty humorous, but that's that's the way it works. When you play with fire, you're eventually going to get burned or say something just a tad over the line because you saying stuff that's that aggressive and right there at the line is what makes it funny oftentimes. But the question is, like we said, the casual fan might not know how big of a offense it was to say that and and as a as someone who's not credentialed i might wonder yeah is that really that big a deal to get upset about but where i draw my primary opinion on that is is from people who have been in the business and been yep. doing this so when justin bradford says yes and adam binion and neil diamond and these people say jim diamond yeah sorry. neil diamond <laughs> and jim diamond sweet caroline cue it up they baby. all uh they all took offense to it because it is their job and it's their livelihood so when they have that uh that stance of an opinion on it that lets me know how serious they take it and therefore i'm going to draw my opinion off of people who have been doing this and have such a respected opinion on yeah, it. yeah i mean immediately we knew it was false and then we we just knew that they were going to have to release an apology or something but it was funny because it continued on for a while I, I, like 12 hours 12 later, hours they finally, it was, they finally it was the like, next well morning. we're sorry about that and we've addressed it of course they deleted the tweet and then of course it's too late at then because people were taking like screenshots and i'm like y'all are done i'm like just take it this time like take the beating and you, go you knew you messed up just yeah stepped over i mean it's probably like an 18 year old who runs that county way they have like thirty thousand tweets and they haven't even been a hockey team for you know. yeah i mean that's all he does all day but <laughs> so here bottom line do you still follow the account after that incident i do i mean do just you... because i haven't bothered to go to it yet it's water in the bridge now you learned your lesson i think Let's they learned their yeah. lesson you pretty... give them their spanking and then you can be friends afterwards yep all right, well, that brings us into our final top five of the year. Hear it. That's a hot list right there. That's right. And so this is kind of a, a whatever list. You know, we feel like you guys have gotten to kind of know us throughout the episodes a little bit. And so we are doing our top five things we're looking forward to in 2018. I have a little caveat. What's your caveat? Mine might be some wishes, too. So we'll see. <laughs> it's it's the top top five 2018 Wants and wishes and looking forward to next year. Exactly. And I'll start it off. Some of these are hockey related, some are not. My number five is hockey related. Good call. And that is what I really want in 2018 for number five is Chicago to miss the playoffs. Oh, yes. But it probably won't happen. That's a Probably won't happen. But as of tonight, they're 30 games in, 33 points, sixth in the Central. Ouch. That is rough. Their last 10 is four, three, and three. They're 10th in the Western Conference, and they're 18th overall in the league. You know, like when you get That's the rough. band back together, you think of this awesome reunion tour. It's never as good as the original. It seems like the tickets aren't selling. So Everyone's like, we've seen this show before. I, you're giving me something I've seen already. I'm bored with this. If NSYNC came back, Matt would be pretty happy. He'd probably go see him. But, but it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Would you would, would you would, would you frost the tips of your hair again? Wow. Great <laughs> no, analogy. No. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> at one point, Matt Bain uh, this had is ramen, ramen hair. What does that even mean? You looked like, like uh, curly hair? Justin Timberlake. Well, I did not the frost perm. the tips of my hair. You didn't frost God. him, no, but it looked like you had a perm at one point. Uh, it did. Well, when I, I was younger, pic- I had yes. curly hair slightly, you I did. guess. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, you did. You did. You did. I have the picture to prove it. Yeah. We'll be mm. posted on Instagram later with Kyle's <laughs> <Yeah>. puck picture. <laughs> What's your number five, Daniel? All right, number five is the return of the bearded wonder, Ryan Ellis. Nice. Number five, I have missed him so much. Um, I've missed his sheer determination and shot-blocking ability, and not to mention our power play is just going to be that much better. Our defense is going to be much better because I won't have to look at stupid Emelin ever again <laughs> on a second pair of defense. He can go down to third pair. I'm okay with him being third pair D. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm just really excited to see him back on the ice. It looks like he's re- you know recovering pretty well. He's ahead of his timetable, so we'll see what happens. But bearded wonder. Well, uh, for my number five, something I am very excited. Is it hockey related? It's hockey related. Okay, we all started with a hockey one. Yeah. Is that this time next year, I am not going to be talking about Pittsburgh winning back-to-back cups. Oh, yes. (laughs) Give me a high five. Yes. Um, That's just, I'm so tired of that. I don't care who wins. Let Boston win. Let Chicago win. I don't care. So this is a wish and... Yeah, and well, it's also true. They're not going to have won back-to-back this time next year. It'll be somebody else, or they'll have won three I in a row, which is not. I hope to God you didn't just jinx it for the entire league. I don't league. believe in jinxing. Oh, sure. So, But, uh, yes, I'm I'm really tired of hearing about that. Let somebody else uh, – let me talk about somebody else for a while because I'm getting really tired of hearing it. I think, to be honest, the two top choices right now, if you're looking at the league, if you were to do a top five or maybe a top three, you're looking at the Lightning, obviously – yeah. Uh, from the east and the the predators and the blues. Well, lightning would I would love for the lightning to win, but how often does the one seed, if they, supposedly if they win the president's trophy, you know? Yeah, they don't I mean, ever win not really, but they're looking smoking hot right now too. So yeah. we'll see. They're looking lightning fast too. Mm. Mm. I'm not laughing how, at your joke. How about you, you didn't laugh at mine. How about you just go to four, Kyle? <laughs> yep. So number four. I am looking forward to May the fourth, twenty eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's face sure chagrin <laughs> you know why not simply because it will be May the 4th be with you because that is the release date for the Avengers Affinity War Part 1 it's Isn't gonna be like on May the 4th blasphemy? are you May the 4th can they do that I looked it up that was the release date no I'm looking it up keep talking so and I'm also excited because it looks like Disney's getting back X-Men Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom who was rumored if they get him he is going to be the villain of Phase Four of Marvel's Semantic Universe because the Avengers of War, uh, Avengers Infinity War Part One and Part Two is going to close the third phase out. This is blasphemy. They are seriously releasing this on May the Fourth. How they are. dare they desecrate that sacred and holy day that is only meant for Star Wars? Big I'm middle so, finger to you, Star Wars. That is stupid. I mean, Disney owns it all, so they can yeah. do whatever they want now. But that that's dumb. And I will say, after seeing Thor Ragnarok, I kind of leaning towards Thor probably maybe being one of my favorite Marvel characters. Thor Ragnarok completely resurrected that trilogy because the first two were, eh, whatever. But have you seen it yet? No. It's, it, it, it's hilarious. It gives him a humorous side because he was always so serious in the first two. He was like, always just really like, rigid. I got to save the world. Very one-dimensional. I'm a god. Rigid. I don't know. He's hilarious. 
he was like the perfect support character for a movie like the Avengers or Ultron, but by himself, it was kind of like hard to keep him standalone. And this just was like, Hey, just have some fun with your character. Cool. Didn't they like cut his hair though? They did. And it doesn't look bad. Aren't they like basically making him the new Captain America? No, no. Boring. No, he, no, it wasn't. You got to go see the movie. Right. What's your number four, Daniel? You don't like his shorter hair? I figured you'd what? be like. Well, I've never. I just knew. I that figured you'd be hair. like. Oh, he's got. Susie what if they're trying to make him a long hair. pretty boy like Captain America is? No, they no. like they trim it, not because of his own doing. Not to spoil anything. Okay. Like well. he's like captured and they do okay. it. Okay, it's along with the storyline of yeah, because yeah, he's like story. he's like in a gladiatorial match. Okay. So yeah, that's Fair why enough. it's not like he has pretty boy flowing locks. So what's your number four, Daniel? All right. My number four, <laughs> ironically enough, has to do with Star Wars, but it is a standalone, and I'm looking forward to the Han Solo movie. He's one of my favorite characters. Spoiler alert. He may have died in the last <laughs> movie. Being two years ago. So um, if you haven't seen it, sorry. He died in Force Awakens. You've but- not seen The Force Awakens, Matt? Oh my God! What do you do all day? Oh, I forgot you make guns. Once, once things start getting popular and everybody likes them, I tune out. I was there with you with the old Star Wars, the old three. Then once a new one's hit, I'm done. Hey, well, the hockey's the popular. One, two, and three. One, two, and three, not good. The new ones that are coming out here recently, way better. You should look into those. Rogue One's good too. Rogue One was fantastic. You need to give the newest ones a try. The little middle trip. We, yeah, forget that. Forget one, two, and that three. Sucker. Anyway, Han Solo movie. It's a standalone movie. I'm very excited because they're going to go back in time. You're going to get to see how he and Chewie met. You're going to get to see how he has the life debt with him. You're going to get to see the smuggler side of the universe. No Jedi's. Just a really good backstory of a beloved character in a single movie. You don't have to worry about anything else. It's going to be great. Can't wait. So, well, my number four. I'm going to stick to hockey and uh it's something we you just touched on just a hint and i couldn't give it too too much away because i knew i was going to talk about it later you mentioned uh an out-of-town hockey game and that's something we have been planning a trip to go somewhere out of town we was actually thinking about going to vancouver or toronto we should still do it and just the girls don't even come okay (laughs) they have been party poopers on this trip but sometime next year i am definitely going out of town for another some arena I have not been yes, to. Let's do it. I've been wanting to yes. go, particularly to Canada, Vancouver, maybe Toronto, something like that, or Toronto would well, be awesome. Okay, too. we were wanting to go to Chicago, but at the same time, I'm like, for the money, we could almost do the Vancouver one. So we'll have to figure this out because I really want to do that. But that will be fun. Wherever where it is, we choose. Really want to do the Vancouver game. So, all right, my number three is more of the motor vehicle related. Uh, I'm going to be excited to get a new car finally yes. because my Z yes. is about to die. Slow clap because that sucker is on its last leg. It is. When Gosh. I went to Louisiana, I rented a car <laughs> because I was confident the car could make it down there, but I was also confident the car was going to break down. And I was like, well. It's a 50-50. 50-50. Flip. And what's wrong with the car, Matt, is that I have a cylinder that's got bad compression and it's getting worse every day. And pretty much at the point, the mechanic was like, you're gonna to have to get a new engine. Yeah, you can hear it coming down the road. Just a matter of it's time. Not, it's yeah. not in good. Even when it shape idles, anymore. it's like it's like. It's like wow. What was that again, Kyle? <laughs> oh my god! How many miles you got on? Uh, over two hundred fifty thousand on it. That's about right. I had to buy a new car this year. 
So you I feel did. your pain. I feel like we're gonna be we're all gonna probably get a new car within a year. It's yeah. crazy because I had I've like waited God, mine was almost on fire at one point. Like it was bad. I drove the wheels off mine and uh I even sold it and got some money back, which was incredible. Um I literally need my car to last until March because I cannot pass emissions. <laughs> I can no longer finagle my way through emissions now. So it's like, okay, March into March is my deadline to get a car. And there you get Yeah. Well, He'll have a car by March. Matt, you still looking at one? I need one. Mine looks like a crumpled can currently. Didn't you hit a deer or something? No. No, it's that just was from when, when we he went tried to, to go that. to the pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nashville. that's where the wreck was. Yep. Okay. So, what's your number three, Daniel? Okay, number number three. Well, number three. We're gonna we're gonna kind of link up a little bit here, Matt. As far as I want to do some traveling next year. Maybe not hockey related. I think I want to go to Iceland for one trip do some trekking. It's going to be awesome. But I really am waiting to see where the next Global Series game is because I've always wanted to go to one of these Global Series games, and if it's in a nice spot, Chicago. might try to make... No, no, Kyle. It's a Global Series game that meant out of the country. But I guarantee you that somehow the NHL will be like, let's bring one of the European teams over to play in Chicago for a Global yeah, that Series That will game. happen eventually, but... I'm not gonna lie. This year, the one in 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 Sweden, I wanted to go to it so bad because I've already been to Stockholm before, so it'd been really fun to return there. You know, get to eat at some of the places that I had before. We'll see about next year. I'm I'm pretty excited. I do want to travel. I want to go to an away game and potentially the Global Series game. Maybe the Preds will get it. Probably not. You'll get there, young man. Anything. You'll get there one we day. We can't get anything. But nope. But regardless of who's in it. If I like it, I might go. We'll see. That sounds good. Well, my number three, I'm going to keep us a little closer to home. And what I'm excited for next year will be Kyle and I's second year of doing Nash hockey. And this was our first year, and it is a lot of fun. It is very exciting. There's a lot of hockey going on in the Nashville area. And this being our first time, I'm excited. and It just keeps building excitement, and I'm looking forward to the next uh, next season as well. A lot of good hockey, too, and, like, close games. Yeah. If you're free and you like hockey, go watch some of these kids. Yeah, I just watched the best game of the season last night, for sure. Nailbiter? Yeah, two of the best teams. Brentwood is undefeated. They're 8-0, and the team they're playing, Montgomery Bell Academy, on they've played eight games as well, and out of five of their eight games, they've dropped ten goals. Wow. And uh, the it's a pretty score? stacked team. Yeah. Uh, the final score, Brentwood remains undefeated five to three. Oh yeah. But was it an of, empty netter, the last one? No. But it was exciting. You know, the kids in the stands are going wild and back and forth. Yeah. T yeah. school rivalry. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll say my number two is um same thing. I love doing the Nash uh hockey prep. Because, you know, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I went to school originally to be a journalist. That was what my major was journalism. But when I got out of college, the uh, podcasting really hadn't picked up a lot, and it looked like a lot of the uh, digital media was going away. Well, a lot of print media was going away, I should say, going digital, and it seemed like it was coming to a very closed market, not getting there, and that's why I went to IT. But now it seems like everything's starting to kind of open back up. I was like, hey, you know what? I want to do this for a side job, and then maybe down the road make it a permanent job. And so I love covering it because you walk in there, We've been to enough games that the teams know who we are when we walk in. They're like, oh, hey, are you covering our game tonight? And they're actually excited for us to cover it. 
I think the players even more excited that we do a lot of little interviews with the players too. We're like, hey, you know, get your thoughts on the game, talk to the coach, get their thoughts. And I just enjoy it writing at the end of the night, you know, that night or the next day, taking my lunch break and just writing the article up. I know that you, you were saying they were kind of shocked at first. Like, oh man, someone's actually here to take time and effort to write up something or like That's the first year we've done it. They've never had coverage before. Yeah, and, and I'm sure for the players that's probably really cool. And it's kind of like, it gives them kind of more of an official feel like, oh, yeah. I'm like a like a real NHL player getting interviewed or like this is preparing me for the future. So to be honest, if you're the schools, you have to be happy about that because it's kind of – you almost use that as like advertisement. Hey, look yeah, at our league. Exactly. Boom, we got coverage on our league. And next year we'll have lanyards with our stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to come out to several more. I just – with my schedule, it hasn't matched up where I could make it but I would also like to come get some footage as well for some uh, you know some clips maybe with uh, the coaches afterwards that we can post on the penalty box uh, website so it's been pretty exciting seeing y'all's you know journals and getting posted in newspapers too occasionally so I know that had to make y'all pretty it was happy (laughs) I've had two weeks off so I'll be back to it next week but speaking of two weeks what's your number two Daniel Wow, good transition. Um, We're going to do uh, my number two, and this is a wish, and this is a very big wish, and this might not be 2018. This might be 2019. This might be 2020, but I want the Nashville. to retire. Oh, man. I want the Nashville Predators to have an outdoor stadium game awarded to them. You would think that considering Bridgestone is a massive supporter of the NHL, or like sponsor that eventually they would have enough pull to get one of these. And I don't care if, even if it's in Nashville, it probably couldn't even be in Nashville because you know, we'll have a hot day and it's 60 degrees in the middle of January. It does happen. That said, I wouldn't mind having an outdoor stadium game, no matter where it is. It could be in Colorado. It could be up North somewhere. You mean just getting to go to one, just be getting to go. In, one. Yeah. I, I knew you were shaking your head. Cause you probably were thinking, I was thinking here. here yeah. yeah. It's, I don't think it's going to happen here because it's just not viable with how crazy our weather is. Put it out north, you know, or uh, maybe even at, you know, Moore's Field, uh, the Rockies Field out in Colorado. I would love that. I would definitely go to it. I, I just think we've probably earned the right to, considering our recent playoff, you know, runs and history. Um, we just recently got ranked the number one sports franchise by ESPN, and not to mention the Bridgestone Poles. I really don't know how we haven't been awarded one yet. Um, I do know. I know a lot of it has to do with the league's favorite teams, and a lot of that has revolved around Chicago and or the Penguins, which got awarded another one with the Flyers. Which I understand it's the battle for Philadelphia, whatever. But it's back to back. But they already got one. Give it to some other teams that are deserving. Like I think, in my opinion. Nashville is deserving of one. Tampa Bay is deserving of one. There's really exciting teams out there that have really loyal fan bases that could fill a stadium. That's my wish. Probably not going to happen in 2018, but it's a wish list. Yeah, that's what a good I, wish. That's what I'm going for. I'll stand by it. Well, my number two is a wish that uh, is going to probably turn into reality for me in the next two or three months. Yep, I'm going to be buying a house. Look at his face. It's like partial excitement, but also like partial fear. Yeah, I am. You're buying a freaking house. Yeah, I am very tight with my money. 
and I'm very good financially. And uh, making such a huge investment is totally, you know, not something I'm comfortable with. <laughs> He's got a little van. As somebody who's, out of his as forehead, somebody who's right. bought a house, it sucks yeah. that initial time because it's a mountain of paperwork and a lot of costs that you're not even thinking of that you're going to run into. But and you got the motivating, loan. but the motivating factor is that it is the better, despite the risk, it is the better decision financially in the long run, which is what's motivating me to make that decision. Yeah, instead of throwing your money towards a, an apartment, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but that loan, you're staring at a loan yeah, that's yeah. like, if you're sitting there and you're like, a 30-year oh, loan. A 30-year loan for 150000 I don't know how much you have down, but... It's it's hard to sign that paper on the dotted line and be like, man. You're going, you're going to put your wife to work. But like, what I always tell myself, I'm very good at making the right financial decisions and the right moves, and this is the move to make, even though it is a little daunting. So that's what I'm going to make for my number two. Well, definitely. That's only number two. You must have a darn good number well, I hope, one. That's I hope you move into my neighborhood. That way I can come over your house anytime. <laughs> Eat our cookies. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sure Emily would love that. <laughs> well, my number one is that it's not going to be 2017. Oh, that's a good one. This has been a terrible year. Not oh. in all, not in all cases. Now obviously starting whoa, 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 whoa. The, starting the podcast, <laughs> doing Nash prep hockey, seeing the Stanley Cup playoffs. Fantastic of twenty seventeen. You got a girlfriend? Got a girlfriend finally. <laughs> Jeez, he's um, four what, for four. Well, he's four for four <laughs> and he's like, Man, I'm ready to get out of twenty seventeen. Oh, whatever. But just the day to day annoyances of twenty seventeen yeah, have it. been terrible. Like having to get your floor replaced. Your car dying on you multiple times. Air. You've been through the ringer with air. Yeah. AC unit messed up in the summer. Woke up on Monday. Heat is gone. Get ready, Matt. It's coming. And these are like expenses. Like you go out and you price air conditioner. Homeowners, look at him. He's yeah. already like, mm, I don't like yeah. the sound of this. For, fun thing. <laughs> Thanks for that uplifting encouragement. <laughs> yeah. Your AC unit goes out. If it's out of warranty and they got to replace it, easily $4,000 for a base model. Dishwasher, dryer, yeah. appliances. Yeah, all these things you got to buy. And then just, you know, downtown traffic sucks. Going to work in downtown sucks. Trying yeah, to get out of traffic in downtown coming home sucks. I don't do that, but having seen my father do that for like 30 years, I vowed I would never work in yeah. Nashville unless I worked at an extremely, extremely early shift and dodged it all. But even then, no. some days you don't dodge it because some guy has wrecked and been stupid um so yeah i i couldn't do it it i to be honest the last month i feel like for this group we've all been like non-stop at work matt's been on call here recently because someone's been out so that's kind of you know new and there's tons of surgeries towards the end of the year so he's actually been busy with being on call kyle has been like non-stop resetting servers like a madman i've been ordering parts at midnight so it's trying to find shipments of said parts yeah it's it's been crazy crazy last month for sure so i'm i'm definitely looking forward to a little break around christmas what's your number one daniel all right number one it's probably not gonna be a shock but my number one thing what are you you shaking your head let me hear it i don't know what do you want something nerdy no i don't think it's gonna be nerdy i think it's gonna be obvious yeah i mean it's completely obvious uh i'm ready for playoff hockey again what, was that what you were thinking? No, I thought you were going to say Stanley Cup, but hold on, that's close enough. <laughs> Don't put the cart before the horse. You got to make the playoffs first. No, oh, I I know. I am excited to see us 
finally, <laughs> finally get out of the wild card spot, which I think we will get out of a wild card spot. The way it's looking, it looks like That'd we'll be, be maybe a one or two spot. Thank God. It's not going to be the Blackhawks this year. That's another thing we touched on. It's not going to be the Blackhawks, and thank God it's not going to be the Penguins. I'm ready to get to the playoff hockey again. I'm ready for that playoff atmosphere, and I'm ready for all the pieces of the puzzle to come back together for that. And that said, if we're healthy going into the playoffs and can sustain it, we're looking pretty good. I didn't think we would be at this place personally. I think last year I did have high expectations for the team, but considering some of the trades that have been made in the offseason and the tourist trade, you have to really be liking our odds if we have all the players together. I mean, even Matt's shaking his head in agreement, which yeah, it's I mean, amazing. Yeah, he's like Detroit all the way, baby. But twenty seventh in the like, league. Detroit's done. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, the team's super fun and exciting to watch. And this is by far my favorite team, favorite Predators team we've ever had. Yeah. I think that's unanimous. No doubt. As far as, like, the players that we have in that, the locker room are fun to watch. They're good guys all around. I'm just saying Predators are looking like a team on the rise and going to be on the rise for the next several years because also Torres signed a long-term contract. So we have many, many years of getting to see excellent hockey in Nashville, and that is uh, very exciting for me, but... Playoffs first, Stanley Cup later. Yeah, I'll revise my wish list after the new year. So. For sure. Well, that leads me to my number one. And once again, you guys have made it easy. My number one is easily the best and most exciting thing that nobody has mentioned. It is. Was it for you? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. Well, then you oh, yeah. Well, the new pizza joints coming into town, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, not the, not the pizza joint. Is that? I cannot wait for more board game conventions next year. <laughs> no way. A that shocker. is a peek behind the curtain of my personal life. I love board games. I collect board games. And there is one uh, in March we go to in Franklin. And uh, you get a hotel and stay there. And, and there's many more. Uh, you know, He's not kidding. He has tons but, uh, of board games. I've seen his board game board roll. Board game. Oh, yeah, Maybe hundreds. thousands of board games. Uh, not a thousand, but, but uh, it's at least a hundred. But more. that is my favorite time of the year. People are all excited for Christmas. My favorite time of the year is board game convention. Whichever one, probably the one in Franklin because it's local and I know a lot of friends and stuff that go there. That's the best time of the year in March. I would like to go to one, like a big one out of state. That'd yeah. be fun too. I've never been. I really want to go. They're a lot of fun. I'm going to walk in like, look at these nerds. Dude, that's 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 hey, you'd the be life. Surprised. Uh, it's not as nerdy as if you'd like go to a Star Wars thing. It's families, man. It's like equal parts women and children it's all families man these conventions you get a little bit of everything yeah like that, you, it had the stigma back in the day that nerdy stuff was all like a bunch of dungeon uh basement dwelling middle year old uh middle aged people middle aged people yeah. well i mean that's basically blake at a uh, magic of the gathering yeah, <laughs> magic of the gathering culture still is like that but board game culture is not as very family yeah i mean you you're seeing that evolve too with like comic con even star oh, yeah. wars celebration it's more family oriented and like you're going to have a wider gamut of people attending well, these yeah, things yeah because those now. people finally got married and introduced their family to star wars and whatever that's, and honestly nerd culture is kind of getting a little more popular Thanks. Uh, Thank God. Big Bang Theory. Well, I mean, it's about time we got our due respect. You know, people are actually realizing that it's actually cool and like to be white and nerdy. To quote Weird Al Yankovic. But what what game are you excited for, Matt? If you have one game right now, 2018, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, I don't know. Oh, there's so many. Oh, he's got him on Board Game Geek. Oh listed. yeah. 
Oh, what, yeah. Which one? I'm in a match trade right now, <laughs> December match trade, where you put this computer algorithm where you trade with like hundreds of people at the same time. You've heard like a three-way trade. What in are hockey. you selling? It's hundreds of people all at one time. This math computer algorithm puts them in there and you get trades. It's like Christmas every month. <laughs> it's awesome. What are you trading right now? Oh, I'm trading like 30 games. It's awesome. You're trading 30? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And with that, Kyle, how about you wrap us up? Yeah. I guess uh, I, I guess I need to talk about the next games, man. Matt just blew us out of the water with. Sorry to go non hockey, but that is... no, no, that was a good one for you in particular. So that yeah. was. I'm kind of like, wow, I didn't realize that was that big of a deal for board games. Yeah. Side note: Blues got beat by the Lightning tonight, three thank you, to nil. So thank you for nice. just continuing to crush people. So. Yep, so before Daniel gets onto the games, I want to thank everybody for listening to us for 2017. This episode's a bit longer than normal because, hey, it's the last episode of the year before we start off the new year. So took a little bit of liberties. So Christmas present. For yeah, everybody. a little Christmas present, everybody. So, Daniel, what's our games going forward for the end of the year and going into the next time we record? All right. So the next time we're going to record is the 26th tentatively, which does not sound like we might be doing that because that's the day after Christmas. So yeah, we'll we see. will reconvene on that. But through at least the 23rd, we have uh, the next game is tomorrow, Wednesday, 13th against Vancouver again. Rematch in Vancouver. be nice to pick that one up, kind of return the favor a little bit. Um, But this is a back-to-back because we're going to do Vancouver, then Edmonton Oilers, who haven't been so hot recently, but you never know with them. They hung seven, I think, tonight. So it's kind of hit and miss with them. They haven't really been consistent. Maybe they're getting their mojo back. Uh, We'll see. Um on the 16th, we'll be playing Calgary. So this is very much the um, Canadian tour coming yeah. uh, on the 16th. The next home game is Tuesday on the 19th against the Winnipeg Jets. Another huge home game, Central Division matchup. That's going to be a big four-point swing um, and also ramifications for the end of the year standings. Uh, on the 21st, we'll be playing the Carolina Hurricanes, your bubble team, Kyle. They need to pick it up, just not against the Preds. Well... We're at home. Hopefully, we can we can polish them off on that one. Uh, on the twenty third, uh, two days before Christmas, we'll be facing Dallas again in Dallas. So we have we will face Dallas twice in Dallas this month, which is kind of weird schedule wise. But hopefully, we can pick up that one. Another huge game on the twenty seventh uh, for the St. Louis Blues. If you want me to continue on, I can. The 29th is Minnesota, followed by another one on the thirtieth with Minnesota. Back to back Central Division games here and then or there and then here. No, oh, so a home at home. No, no, no. It's going to be uh in Minnesota, yeah. then here in Nashville. It's called a home at home. So, okay. So I thought you meant home home. Like oh here, no, no, here. no, no, I was no. like, what? Yeah, I, when I first started in hockey, I learned that those types of games, if if it wasn't a back to back, it was called home at home. So yeah, it, that one's going to be real rough. Two Central Division games back to back. With the same team, so those are big points. Hopefully Happy by New then, Year to all them. Hopefully by then, we will have at least another episode, and then we have some exciting games come the first of the year and turning the corner to playoff hockey. So exciting, well, exciting. We'll be halfway through the season at that point, so we'll have a good view of where everyone stands. Yep. Well, I'll tell you one thing about standing. We're getting ready to stand up and get out of this boat. Wow. Wow. How about you just close the show down? Let me tell the jokes, Kyle. Okay, sorry. Again, this is Music City Gold, hosted by Penalty Box Radio. If you like the show, you can find us at Music City Gold on Twitter. If you can find me at Kyle Hancock, you can find Matt 
at MattBain31. Again, Daniel found a guy on Twitter, so you can find him at CDanDrum. Easy, easy. It's been like a couple weeks now. A couple so. weeks. Not Seed and Rum, it's Seed Dan Drum. Thank you. So, you guys have a Merry Christmas, you have a Happy New Year's, and we'll see you in 2018. Oh, and we'll see you on the ice. <laughs> oh, God, that was a deck of blood. <laughs>